bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. All right, so I, I I lied and said I had my top five at five, but I got like my top 12. So, you know, we're going we gonna to start at five, and then, and then we're going to have like multiple ones. Like number one, number one, number one. Number. It'll be like an echo. 833-212-1017. <laughs> Number five. Well, believe it or not, the January 6th panel subpoenaed Donald Trump after a dramatic meeting where its members presented evidence that Trump incited the assault on the Capitol, even though he knew he had lost the election. Some of the former president's followers were armed, the committee said, including Secret Service, knew before the attack that some in the crowd at Trump's rally, had guns and other weapons. Secret Service members exchanged texts on the morning of January 6th, warning each other weapons spotted among supporters of Trump rally near the White House and the threat of violence at the Capitol. But here's the weird thing about it is what were they supposed to do when you're in public and you're able to actually carry it? So that's kind of. And we have to be sure to not cross over into things we don't like and forget about the fact that regardless of who we like or don't like, they actually have, you know, that that simple thing called a constitutional right. Number four. Well, loved ones of the Parkland School Massacre. I think you remember that the Florida jury voted today that the killer, the shooter, 
the lowlife who killed children and teachers not be sentenced to death. Tony Matalto, Gina Matalto's father and president of the advocacy group Stand with Parkland, called it yet another gut punch for so many of us who devastatingly lost our loved ones on that tragic Valentine's Day. 17 beautiful lives cut short by murder and the monster that killed them gets to see another day. One of the things we do have to look at is if being made whole doesn't change what's happened, will killing that person make you feel better? I don't know. I'm not in that position and I hope I'm never in that position. And that's unfortunate. Uh, the family has spoken. The family has said how they feel. And I am in support of that. How I feel about the death penalty is of no consequence here because my family is safe and intact. And I thank God for that. But there's a lot of healing that needs to go on in Parkland. And we're going to have to watch that. Number three. Well, I talked about it before in my open monkey pastor, a 40-year-old young man by the name of Aaron Strong was killed yesterday on 10th and Wells when a reckless driver ran a light. Rumor has it he was actually trying to get to the courthouse. And he was a pastor of Grace Lutheran downtown. And they confirmed that he was a pastor at their church. He was driving home from home to the church office. The police say the 22-year-old was taken into custody and charges will be presented to the Milwaukee County District Attorney's Office shortly. Number two. Well, believe it or not, if you get Social Security, you're going to make a little more money. CNN Business says Social Security recipients will receive an annual cost of living adjustment of 8.7% next year, the largest increase since 1981. If I'm not mistaken, that might be the largest increase like ever. I wonder. Uh, the spike boosts retirees monthly payments by $146 to an estimated $1,827 for 2023. So if you made $25,000 in Social Security, you would then make $27,125 or something like that. Twenty-seven one seventy-five, something like that. It follows a five point nine adjustment for this year, aimed at helping Social Security roughly. They've well, let me get it right. They've got seventy million recipients, contending with high inflation, that's been plaguing the U.S. since last year, and so their cost of living, and their adjustment this year is eight point seven percent. With cost of living, will it be enough? It's too early to say. I mean, inflation just this month, right, was up. And so at some point, we have to just be cognizant of the fact that older people are in need 
of some assistance, and this should give them some assistance. I'm questioning why older people even pay taxes. Like if you're over a certain age, there's no reason why you should pay taxes where you live. There's no reason why you should be able to pay taxes after you've worked a hard life and you have a reduced income. That's something that doesn't make any sense to me. That's something that really, really, really disturbs me. Number one. Well, believe it or not, I have something to say as it relates to the police. From News1.com, on October 5th, 18 North Carolina HBCU students and two staff members were traveling by bus. They were stopped by sheriff's deputies in South Carolina, according to the school's president, who said the bus was stopped over a minor traffic violation. Now, if you've ever been young and black in America and have been pulled over by the police for a minor infraction, you likely know what happened next. Cops stopped the black people for something mundane. Well, first of all, that's an opinion and it's not mundane because it was an actual traffic stop because there was a traffic infraction. Recognizing that everybody I know, including me, commits a traffic infraction, it's probably something that could have been let go. But then they decided to take a reasonable opportunity to fish for drugs, you know, like just in case. And so Shaw University President Paulette Dillard said in a written statement that traveling by bus in South Carolina, law enforcement stopped the team in Spartanburg County under the pretext of a minor traffic violation. So it wasn't a pretext that there was, it, it actually occurred, right? The problem is a couple of officers boarded the bus, asked the driver where he was headed, multiple sheriff's deputies, and you got it, drug sniffing dogs searched the suitcases of the students and staff located in the luggage racks beneath the bus. In a word, she says, I'm outraged. This behavior of targeted black students is unacceptable and will not be ignored nor tolerated. Had the students been white, I doubt this detention and search would have occurred. I don't know if that's true. We can't know because they weren't white. I would put it in probably the 90th percentile that yes, that would have happened if they were black and it probably wouldn't have, nope, I can't say probably, and it wouldn't have happened if they were white. So then, the whole thing sounds eerily similar to an incident back in April when Delaware's um, HBCU women's lacrosse team was pulled over, returning from Florida, both cases. Deputies accompanied by who? Canine units. Went on a drug sniffing expedition despite having no earthly reason to suspect there were drugs on board. No drugs were found during either stop, and in both cases, explanation given by police was generally, oh, come on, we do this all the time, and once in a while, we even find drugs. Nash County Sheriff Keith Stone said, without any conversation, the drug dog can walk around any free area, and if that dog alerts to it, then it's probable cause to search the vehicle. Are we going to open up the trunk and let the dog walk in? Absolutely not. So how did you get into the bottom of the bus with the door closed? Did the dog alert on drugs? And I think that's the question. Are we going? So what a lawyer needs to do is go back to see whether or not the dog alerted. And if the dog didn't alert, then why would you search? 
Or did somebody ask them, can I search your car? At which case you should say no. And if you really want to search it that bad, detain me and go get a search warrant. What probable cause you would have, I don't know. You might pull it out the air and then search. But what we're not going to do is make it up. So I'm not a lawyer, so I couldn't tell you what to do in your case. I can only tell you what I would do in my case. And each situation is different and has its own set of facts and its own set of circumstances. So this is not a this is not a legal presentation. This is not an educational presentation. This is an opinion. But at some point, we have to remember that our rights are the most important thing that we have and that we need to learn and we need to know how to exercise them. That's why sometime in the coming weeks, we need to have a show on what to do when you're stopped by the police, how to respond when you're stopped by the police. And we need to work on getting not only a defense attorney, we need to work on getting a prosecutor in as well so we can get legal information on what to do when you're stopped by the police. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 on this, any of the stories or anything we talked about today. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Hey, by the way, I'll be rolling out of here pretty darn soon because you'll be tuning in to 1017 The Truth's Grin Iron Game of the Week. That is today. We have the MPS Conference Championship football. The Milwaukee Marshall Eagles take on the Milwaukee Vincent Vikings. Kickoff is at 6 o'clock. Pre-game is at 5.30. So, again, that's Milwaukee Marshall versus Milwaukee Vincent this Friday night at the NPS Conference Championship for the final, the last, the stupendous. Tonight. Did I say tonight, Thursday, or tomorrow, Thursday? Or did I say Friday? Tonight, Friday. My bad. Now, you know why, right? We're going to talk about who wrote this. <laughs> All right, that's on me. It's tonight, so you have to stay here. So at 5.30, you need to stay on. We have a surprise announcer. Are we, are we telling who's going to be announcing the game? All right, so we got a surprise announcer for you tonight. I think you'll enjoy it. You'll have a great time. Uh, is Gary Bree coming in? She's going to be rocking the board? See, that's what I'm talking about. Gary Bree going to be producing the entire game. It's going to be fire, so make sure you listen. Championship game, Milwaukee Marshall, Milwaukee Vincent, Tonight, MPS Conference Championship, the final Truth Gridiron Game of the Week of the season on the new 1017 The Truth. And you can listen on the Truth app. And you can listen on 1017thetruth.com, presented by Gruber Law Offices. Right? All right. That's enough. All right. I also want to tell you, Truth Nation, but you can't tell nobody. I'm the only one that told you this. Monday, October 17th, it's not going to be any old day. It's going to be 1017 day also known as Truth Day, right? 101-7-10-17. To celebrate this amazing Truth holiday, we'll be giving away Truth swag bags to five lucky fans, and all you have to do 
Tune in to 1017 The Truth all day on Monday and listen for the cue to play two truths and a lie about each one of our on-air hosts. If you answer the question correctly, you win a truth swag bag. Like, it's that simple. My suggestion is you have to listen live because if you listen on the app, you're not going to get it. You'll be delayed, right? And they'll have to be call a number like 527 for you to have enough time to listen and then come back and play. So make sure you do that. Don't miss your last chance to win a Truth Swag Bag and celebrate Truth Day, Monday, October 17th. For contest rules, visit 1017thetruth.com. I also want to remind you that Election Day 2022 is coming up. It's a little under a month. Actually, it's a couple weeks, and it's important that the community gets out and votes on who we want to represent us locally and statewide and nationally. So to help you with the most informed election decision, the truth in our sister station, 620 WTMJ, will have full debate coverage starting at 6 o'clock p.m. tomorrow. Sherwin Hughes and John McCure will host a pre-debate show at 6 o'clock, and I will be a questioning panelist for the gubernatorial debate starting at 7 o'clock p.m. Don't miss your chance to hear from the gubernatorial candidates in the upcoming election right here on the new 1017 The Truth. It's going to be great, and we're going to have a phenomenal time. I'm thinking about this, this, these buses that keep getting stopped. This is disturbing. Spartanburg County authorities, this is from WRAL out of Baltimore, I believe. Um, Spartanburg County, no, it wouldn't be out of Baltimore, it would be out, well, let me double check. But anyway, I digress. WRAL has, has looked up and requested the information from Spartanburg County and they defended their week-long operation, which turned out hundreds of traffic citations, including 144 searches, 65 searches using dogs. Now, here's the breakdown. 803 people received tickets. 315 were white, 308 were black, 125 Hispanic, and 55 other. They arrested 32 people during the operation. On October 5th alone, that day by itself, deputies conducted 47 searches, 24 canine searches, 252 total traffic cases, 67 improper lane changes, and 11 commercial motor vehicle inspections. So basically, deputies made a habit out of searching vehicles without probable cause. Now, I don't know if you can say that because you weren't there and you didn't read it, but I don't know if you can just make a general statement that they made a search without probable cause. They may have been given permission to search. They may have asked. So before we start to make assumptions, just because it's the police, and I'm not keep taking up for the police, so everybody else calm down. Out of the hundreds of people whose civil rights they arguably violated, which they didn't, traffic is one of the easiest ways to generate probable cause. So you have to understand that. When you drive a car, it's a privilege. And there are certain laws that are on the books in every state that are laws that everybody breaks. 
lane changing. Some states have where you got a signal before changing a lane. Some say when you stop at a stop sign, you have to stop so many feet from it. When you park, you have to park so, so close to the curb. Milwaukee has some of those laws. You park your car more than so many feet from the curb, you can get a ticket. Like literally, if you're six inches too far, wheels can't poke out too far from underneath your fender. If they if they're out too far, you could possibly get a ticket. Tail light not working. Now, here's the other thing about it. Many of these citations are what we call releasable. Where if you write it, you go get it taken care of, you go to a police station, you show them, they sign off, ticket is released. But we need to understand what those rights are. We can't make general statements that they violated someone's civil rights and then only three arrests were made. Probable cause has nothing to do with the probable cause to make an arrest. Probable cause and reasonable suspicion, that needs to be explained to people so that they understand the things that an officer can and cannot do. But that doesn't mean, in general, they're always wrong. Because of the consent decree, there are some things that Milwaukee cannot do. There are some things that law enforcement has to have in place in order to do. And I think we forget, we forget that one of the reasons why police are there is to serve and protect. We just need them to serve and protect. That's all. Just do your job. Pretty simple. It's a pretty simple thing to do. But for some reason, we seem to have an issue with doing that. We seem to have an issue with that problem. And I don't understand what it is. I don't understand why we don't understand what rights we have. I don't understand why we don't get that we have a very limited time to uh, get things done. Maybe it's just me. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Gridiron Game of the Week is up. Marshall and Vincent. We've got a guest that's going to be giving you the play-by-play, so make sure you stick around. Of course, you can never miss a show. You can just check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Google, you name it, you got it. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Want to say thank you to DZ. Appreciate you. It's been a long day. Make sure you pray for the family of Aaron Strong. Give them strength to make it through. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. God bless. I will see you on Monday.